All right, welcome to Old School. Jake Uger, Mark Thompson with you guys tonight. A little bit of, if you're watching live, a bit of a technical issue. That's why we're coming on late. If you're not watching live, hey, didn't matter to you. So <laughs> we've got a little bit of a- I didn't know I was supposed to bring HDMI cables with me. I mean, that's what's the issue here. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it was not. For the record, it was not Mark Thompson. Okay, no, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little Dr. Jank tonight. Okay, Mark, I didn't tell you that. I'm springing it on you, and I'm super curious about your reaction. It's not actually Dr. Jank, but it's I'm gonna whatever audience is left, I'm gonna drive them away a little bit right now by saying it's a little bit of philosophy. Go, go do something else. It's okay. <laughs> we hear you. We understand. So, but if that didn't do it, let's do a sponsor plug, because apparently tonight we really, really don't want an audience. No. Okay. No, but I'm curious what the audience thinks too. In all seriousness, when we get to the conversation, I want to get your feedback too. It's part of the stories getting your feedback in a sense. But first, sponsored by TwoStrongCoffee.com/slash/tyt. It's Christmas in August, last day of the sale. So the too strong on this side, it's Santa's progressive and Jesus is too. <laughs> I'm sorry, gonna... Lev. I know you've said it a million times, but I've never seen it before. <laughs> well, there you go. Here's my mugshot. Oh, I get it. Uh, okay, and he's got a too strong shirt underneath. The reason we're doing this is because people kept asking for the mug. So we brought the mug back, and then when we brought the mug back, we're like, all right, we'll bring back the Christmas specials too. So Christmas <laughs> savings in August. We're like Crazy Eddie. You remember Crazy Eddie in the East Coast? In New York, yeah. He's his his prices are insane. Yeah, and he used to do Christmas in July. So take that, Crazy Eddie. We're crazier than you. Okay. By the way, there's normal mug. I got all sorts of mugs today. There's the handmade mug from a progressive viewer. I love these. These wow. are so great. They're gorgeous. Okay, there's that one and there's the latte one. I already forgot their names. Okay. So, anyways, two strongcoffee.com slash TYT. Money also goes to progressive causes. Okay, so um Mark, let's just dive right into it. Okay. Right. So I'm gonna ask you these uh, uh, I'm gonna tell you these things. And I and what I want you to tell me is um do you think A, do you think they make sense? And then B, we're gonna move on to are they obvious? And C, we're we're gonna move on to are they helpful? Okay. So here we go, without further ado. All right. Um so um every uh, I was gonna say animal, but really living species on this planet uh has gotten to its current form through evolution. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Well, all rational people agree, right? And so, and they have evolved in different ways. Here, I'm going to tell you a super interesting evolution story here uh, that is not uh, part of the main event. But am I not merciful? I'm throwing it in for free. Wow. Uh, so, like extra we, content. It is. It kind of is. Right. It's extra content on top of extra content. Right. So, we specialize in TYT because we don't like making money. Mm. Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be so funny were it not so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the socialists should be thrilled with us. Yeah, yet we still have troubles. You found anyway. the model where you can <laughs> actually lose money. <laughs> anyway, well, go ahead. I'm here to serve. 
So, so anyway, the evolution thing, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, we had this, uh, Wendy got this great app as we were driving through Grand Teton and then Yellowstone when we went up to Wyoming a couple of weeks ago. And in the app, when you drive by things, it tells you stuff about them, right? And so when we're driving by the um, area that had had the trees wiped out by fires, it explained what had happened. And one of the things they explained was, they said, look down, you'll see all these little pine trees all at the same level. So they're like, that's because after the fire, um, those trees all grew, you know, were seeded and grew at the same time. Okay, that, that makes sense, nobody's surprised. But here's the super interesting part. The reason now that part of this I know, the pagan stuff I know from previous Christmas specials we've done on TYT, and then I'm gonna connect it to what the app said. So the reason we have pine trees as our Christmas trees in the Christian tradition is because it's not in the Christian tradition, it's in the pagan tradition. In Germanic traditions, the pine tree represented eternal life. And in the winter equinox, as we were now getting ready for rebirth and the days will start to get longer, you found symbols that represented eternal life. Like the pine tree that doesn't normally drop its seeds and doesn't drop its leaves. And the only way that it gets taken down is usually through fire. So I'm gonna come back to that part in a second. Uh, by the way, that's also why we have the Easter Bunny. Uh, there is no Easter Bunny in the Bible. It was a paganic, pagan tradition, uh, and uh, and bunnies because they multiply like rabbits, uh, also represent life. Okay, and I haven't finished the Bible, and you're telling me that there's no Easter Bunny. Uh, Mark, thanks. Don't Jack. even don't even ask about the elves. Okay, don't oh do my it. God. All right. <laughs> Okay, um, and uh, so the reason they adopted the pagan traditions is because they wanted more converts and they literally struck a deal. And so they were like, okay, uh, you guys take Jesus, we'll take the Christmas tree and the bunny. Okay, <laughs> I'm, again, I'm barely joking, it, that's actually quite, it's actually, well, by the way, the Muslims did something else where Muhammad went to Mecca and they had a bunch of gods that they, they had a nice little tourist trap in Mecca where people would come to the Kaaba and then they would go in and there's Al this, Al that, you know, Al Yankovic and etc. And if I, in case I haven't offended everyone else yet. And and so they, they're like, this is our main industry. So when Muhammad came to conquer Mecca and he was trying to set up a monotheistic religion, he struck a deal with the elders of Mecca. And he said, "Why don't we get rid of all the other Al's, like, and uh, and just keep the Allah, that guy, right? Allah, okay. And we'll call him the God, but we'll, you'll still have the same tourist trap. I'll tell everybody you got to come to Mecca for Allah, and they're like, deal, okay. And that's how, that's why all Muslims go to Mecca. It's a business deal, okay. Enjoy. That's these are you can look up. <laughs> okay." Now back to the pine trees. All that religious stuff had nothing to do with anything. It's just yeah. kind of half. It was interesting. I yeah. am check. I am going to check it out. But yeah. I, uh, but it was interesting. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I actually I, I withdraw that. It was completely interesting, but only halfway related. So the app then says the the pine trees. Uh, the only way they can reproduce is if they burn down, and when they burn down the cones. Right. Then explode, 
And when they explode, they release the seed. And when they release their seed, that falls on the ground and the pine trees are rebuilt. Evolution in miraculous fashion created a tree that cannot die unless it's in a fire. And when it dies in a fire, that's when it recedes. That's amazing, that's amazing, okay? So um, so how did evolution develop us? Um, well, it uh, boy, do we have tons and tons of advantages, um, but we've actually overdone it. So that's gonna go to the main point here. Um, so everybody gets, oh, we have opposable thumbs, we can grab things, we get easier to make tools. You, you've heard if you've taken standard biology, read anything about evolution, the different advantages that we have. We walk upright, it's in some ways an advantage, etc. But obviously our mind is the biggest advantage. It allows us to hunt and to gather fruit, it allows us to plan, etc. But all of our human traits is what people I think normally don't talk about. And this is the part I'm gonna ask you about, Mark. So we have things like positive and negative traits that are particular to humans, fear, greed, but also caring about people. So let's break it down real quick. Fear's the one example I use most often. We needed a very, very healthy dose of fear to be able to survive. And remember evolution, and this is important to the conversation, evolution, its only purpose is to get you to survive. Okay, it is not to get you to thrive or do anything else or win at life or anything, right? So if you wanted a creature that was good at surviving, you would load it up with fear so that it would be more cautious about the snakes, the lions, the cliffs, the fires, etc. Okay, but all the other ones we don't talk about that much. Greed, why do you need greed? Because the guy who ate tons and tons of bison is going to survive. The drought that comes when there's no food, no no nothing. The guy who didn't eat all the bison and wasn't greedy dies and doesn't pass on his genes. Okay, I clearly I'm massively oversimplifying, but you get it. Now, the good news is we're social animals. So caring is also part of our the traits we develop because of evolution. I care for you, Mark. So if we're in a life and death situation, I'm gonna try really hard to save your life. and. And hopefully you're gonna do vice versa with you. No, I have tremendous faith in you. I think you will. Okay. <laughs> if Ben was on here, forget about it. Yeah, Ben okay. is a closer call, probably, to be fair. Yeah. And so all of these things were built for our survival. But since now surviving is relatively speaking a piece of cake, we are all built the wrong way for the modern world. Right now, the, our goal should not be just survival, obviously, that's too low a bar. What we're all trying to do, whether we know it or we don't, or we consciously thought about it or not, is we're trying to thrive. And if you're trying to thrive, you would not overcorrect for fear and greed, etc. You would you would try to amp up the traits that lead to happiness, for example, right? And so that is why we are, among the reasons why we're in a, not a perpetual state of internal conflict, but close. That's a huge part of why we're in internal conflict because we, we, we're, we're, we're built wrong for these times. Okay, I'm gonna pause there for a second. Okay, so far, let's go through our things. Does that all make sense? Uh, that does all make sense. Uh, I could even augment it with a couple of, uh, of aspects of 
evolutionary theory when it comes to you know sapiens like our our species. Um, but what you're pointing to, as you say, in the broad strokes, that does make sense, and it does, yeah, it not only makes sense, but I, I think it checks out based on what I know. Okay, you know what? Uh, so let's uh, interject. So what what okay. are those points you? So want to what I would what I would say is there's one very important thing associated with. Uh, Sapiens with the you know with what we are, and that is not only as Janka said the you know the opposable thumbs and the omnivorous quality of our our diet and this sort of thing, but our ability to and this is brain related to agree on concepts. So for example, money or barter or commerce generally or division of labor. That is thought out strategically over a grand scale. Obviously, there's a division of labor in the animal kingdom across the board. I mean, we've seen even some pretty sophisticated animal colonies with division of labor. But to agree on a concept associated with it, I mean, an extreme example in present day of agreeing on a concept is sort of this rallying cry that the stop the steal people all have come to. I mean, that's an absolute concept that no other animal on earth could 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 get to because no other animal has that degree of thinking going on and no other animal is able to comprehend something like that to agree that a certain brand name is more valuable than another these are all i mean I, and now i'm simplifying it but these are all things that are associated with a, a level of thinking that we have the capacity for that other creatures do not. And that level of thinking has allowed us to build extremely complex societies. And, and that's also allowed us to, of course, have total dominion over the world. And then if you cut to present day, you see it's also that dominion leading to our undoing. Yes, and, and so part of our undoing is the greed we were talking about earlier. Um, because you just were built that way, we we can't help it. And the other part of it is, um, is even more uh, true and, and potentially even more damaging, which is that by definition, evolution is meant to serve you, right? The individual, and so, and, and so now again, with huge caveats, including in Homo sapiens, like bees are built to protect the hive. And so it's not just to protect that individual bee, you all know that example. And and we have our version of a hive, and I don't mean K-hive. But we do, we feel interconnected to other human beings and not just Kamala Harris. And, and so that is positive for our survival in the long run. But like people keep asking, good well-meaning people keep asking, why are people so selfish, right? They're Exxon Mobil executives are so selfish, we're all gonna die, we're all gonna die. Like the IPCC report today, like every scientist in the world is screaming, you're not getting it. We're burning the planet, this, this is gonna be over soon, right? Like you've got to turn around. And so, and then Steve, who you've turned into a mini kind of aspiring vegetarian, okay, Steve O, <laughs> and he does. He credits you with it, and and he he said some stat about how now ninety percent of the animals that exist in the world, or the mammals, probably either like like basically serve us. 
Right, 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 right. They're in the factory farm system. Ninety percent of the animals on there. That's exactly that that number. But but let I me mean, just as long as I've got the floor for a quick second, I want to underscore something you said because I think it's a really interesting point that I hadn't thought about, and that is that the greed notion. And then I, I know this is what you're talking about, so you can get back to it. The greed notion is the very notion that leads us off the cliff. All those other things that I mentioned could be the things that keep you off the cliff, right? That you realize conceptually that if we continue like this, we're gonna self-immolate. You know, The whole place is gonna go up. And we know that because we can actually do the computations and the forecasting, complex though it is, to see it ahead of time. But to your point, Jenk, the greed is so, and, and, and it's also, it's born of, as you say, sort of a self-centeredness, which is associated with, but I have to build the most for me. And that taken to society-wide global level leads to your undoing. And it leads to 90% of the mammals serving humans. Because right. what else was this incredibly self-centered creature going to do, but change the earth so that it serves it? Um, evolutionarily, there's almost no chance it would do anything else. Um, so uh, I'll come back to that. I'm gonna interrupt here to read uh, viewer comments because I find them amusing. Um, so in the member <laughs> section, uh, Tamur the 905 Dragon wrote in, that was a stressful 20 plus minutes of waiting, but still worth the wait. Well, Tamur, <laughs> thank you for cutting us a break and saying it was worth the wait. I appreciate it, brother, I really do. I'm not sure it was, but we're gonna find out as we keep going in this evolutionary rant. One of my favorite things. Anna doesn't let me do it on the main show. So I'm, been, oh. I'm, I'm using this as an opportunity here. Uh, no more trigonometry wrote in. The one time I try to watch old school live and they're late, LOL. Although it doesn't really seem like a too much of an LOL. Um, <laughs> and uh, he continues, I guess it's, it really is old school tonight, which is a good point because old school always used to be late. Back in the old days. Oh, that's or, right. That's right? great. And uh, I love you guys. Anyway, and he continues, or he or she, I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm happy to be here and catch the immaculate Mark Thompson. Wow. And of course, gratuitously adds, and I guess Jenks okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to YouTube Super Chats. Crabby Dragon writes in, I would pay money to hear Mark Thompson read the Bible or the Easter Bunny story. Either one. <laughs> By the way, Jake, it might now might be a good time for me to interject something on that, which is I'm with you on old school tonight, even though I am on right now CNBC narrating my series Super Heists. And I need all the TYT boys and girls to record all the future episode of Super Heists. There are six of them so that I can remain with a roof over my head in the, and, and participate in TYT in the weeks and months to come. It's called Super Heist, it's on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, I'm 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern time. I believe it's called Money Heist and, uh, and the way that that works is if you guys watch it, it gets picked up for more episodes. Mm. Mark Thompson gets paid, that way TYT doesn't have to pay him. <laughs> and you guys still get to enjoy. <laughs> so it's uh, sure but it's uh, DVR money heist on CNBC. It's okay. called super heist, not money heists. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, it was CNBC. Yes. I get confused. Okay. okay. <laughs> sorry. How super dare heist. you? Super heist. Do a show like super heist. You can't remember the stinking name two seconds later. 
<laughs> I really, I, I swear Talk to God, about self-absorbed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Money Heist is uh, is yeah. not the name of the show. Super it's, Heist. It's you of all people. Super <laughs> last thing. Super last thing. Super super super. It's super heist. Uh, anyways, all right. Uh, Irie Man gifted his sub on Twitch. I think we got had a hype train, but I don't know. I I, I was gonna read that because <laughs> I thought, really, for an episode of Old School where we talk philosophy and we're 20 minutes late, we had a hype train for that. We must yeah. be amazing on Twitch. <laughs> uh, but I believe uh, that that was from an earlier show. But I will. They'll tell me right now. Oh. Oh, I deleted it because it was gone eventually, LOL. Yeah, indeed, I agree. <laughs> we had a hype train and then it left the station without us. <laughs> okay, um, uh, Captain Cornball says too strong, starting the war on Christmas early. <laughs> <laughs> and Velvet Goldmine says, LOL, we love philosophy, Jank. All right, well, thank you, I appreciate that. And Daisy Dragon gave 500 bits because she's a wonderful person. Um, all right, so back to evolution. Um, so, Mark, um, since uh, we have these traits um, that are that are built for us to survive and not thrive, uh, what I would counsel people is to ignore your programming because it's leading you astray. Okay, uh, and that is very difficult to do. And of course, I acknowledge that, right? But it it starts with the recognition that your programming is incorrect. Like it's not incorrect if you're trying to survive uh, 30,000 years ago, then, then it was really great because it worked, we survived, right? But if you're trying to thrive now, a lot of the human traits are awful, right? The, the greed, the fear, the selfishness, the envy, uh, you name it. I mean, there's just a whole heap of toxic, uh, human traits, and they—they're not universal. They're not a thing that needs to exist in the world. They're just specific to humans. Like lions don't have envy, penguins don't have greed because they are different animals. They survived in different ways. They had different advantages in how they survived. So, my point is, you actually pretty much don't need fear, and you pretty much don't need greed. Or all, any of the toxic human traits. So um, let me pause there again. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, I actually think that's a really cool insight that the very things that have sustained us through evolution are actually a detriment to us now. I think that's a really cool insight and is accurate. So yes, that makes sense. Well, that you're partly answering my second question, which is, is this obvious? Like, because sometimes I think these things and I think, like, well, I'm like, oh, you figured it out. And then I'm going to say that to somebody, or God forbid, on air. And everybody's like, oh, everybody knew that in second grade, you schmuck. <laughs> you didn't know that. <laughs> so, so far, has this been overly obvious or, oh, that's interesting? Well, I'll tell you something that's a little bit counterintuitive is your last point, which is that the self-serving nature of our species that we're reflexively greedy and that we're reflexively hoarding and you know that's the thing that leads to you know insane over the top profits even as we poison the pond that we that we drink from 
The reason that's a little counterintuitive is, well, Jank, you need to be that way to provide for your brood, you know, for your crew. You need to somehow collect, 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 and you don't, and you never know, you know, when the long winter is coming, when the, et cetera. So it's a little. Um, what you're talking about is something that relates to the collective, you know, which is, I think, that does work. That works on a conceptual level as opposed to an evolutionary level. All right, great. And then, um, then let's take it one step further, okay? Um, I I had a realization, and again, let's see if this makes sense, etc. Um, that another human trait that uh, we are actually haunted by, and and is probably the, one of the least necessary. Well, that's debatable. But anyways, a negative human trait is um, stress. So now, in a evolutionary setting, that is very important because you should be stressed about the lion. You should be stressed about the winter where you might not have enough food. You should be stressed about so many different things so that you plan ahead, right? And so your body is giving you a signal, be worried about this because if you lollygag, you're not gonna have enough nuts in this winter, okay? And so stress, stress, stress. Um, and in this day and age, look, we still have some of those same issues, trouble paying the rent, you're gonna get stressed, right? Uh, but have we overcorrected? I, I think that uh, it's overcorrect is not the right word because it, it, it is us, right? But is it necessary in these times? And I would argue that it is far less necessary than the overwhelming amount of stress that humans put on themselves on a regular basis. Thoughts. Of course, that's true, and yet there are more stressors now, in terms of sheer numbers, than there were in the times that you sort of hearken back to when we were living in caves and you know the dawn of man. There are way more stressors. You know, I mean, people are stressing their social media profiles for you know it's it's a and and by the way, I don't even joke about that. I mean, they're stressing it from the standpoint of their ability of their business to survive or their a message to get out, or you know, and my God, it can be a life and death stressor. Some of these things. So, I'm suggesting that yeah, it's as cranked up as it ever was, and as you say, there's nothing you can do about that because we're that's baked in. But the number of things that press the stress button, I mean, that's just multiplied an incalculable amount. And now the trick is that this smart creature, all of us. Has to devise ways to de-stress, you know, to uh, to unpress a lot of those buttons. It seems. You know. I think I might have found something uh, that at least helped me with it. But, but but before we get there, if it's too strong coffee, I'm going to challenge <laughs> you on that. I don't think that's Imagine what you need. It's like the most elaborate brand plug of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you take some pretty uh, circuitous routes to strong, to too strong coffee, but this would really be the this would be the big one. <laughs> okay, it is not that. Although I'm sure the toostrongcoffee.com/tyt would help. <laughs> um, so when I look at Santa declaring himself progressive, I yeah. get stressed. It takes some stress uh, out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I save money with the Christmas bundles in August, I've got no stress left. <laughs> um, okay, no, in all seriousness, um, 
So uh, Mark, though, first another question. Um, I'm not wrong, right, that, that most people are anywhere from a little stressed to massively stressed. Of course, I mean, that's, that's it, it's talked about all the time. I mean, most of the self-help books involve, you know, how you can get a hold of your life, how you can de-stress. Uh, meditation is a real thing that works. I mean, people self-medicate with weed, with alcohol, with any, this is all as a result of stress. I'm not saying that people who smoke weed or drink are always doing it for that reason, but I'm saying those things exist, you know, also to self-medicate and in all the other ways that we self-medicate that have nothing to do with any kind of substance. It just may be a, a exercise or all these different stress releases. Of course, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and again, another aside here, but it's very adjacent to this topic. Mark, how many happy people do you think you know, right? And I don't mean like, well, I guess Ben's happy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you think, oh, that person is more happy than stressed. Like, I can see that. Yeah, she's happy. But do you know a lot of those folks or only a little number of those folks? I genuinely don't know the answer. I think I know. I think I know a lot. I think I know a lot of people who are on balance happy. That doesn't mean they're not bumming out or worrying about stuff. I mean, you can, I don't know anyone who's not bumming out and worrying about stuff of some kind. But I think I know a lot of people who, you know, who, who happiness beats out at the, at the finish line for how they feel. You know? So you're saying they're 55, 45 happy in balance. Sometimes, I, I wouldn't say they're all that, but I'd say that's, I include those people who at the tape lean forward to win the race for happiness, but it just edges out being freaked out about whatever. 52, 48, something along those lines. <laughs> okay. All right, I got you. Do you know, okay, now a series of questions that arise from that. And by the way, guys, participate, okay? So this, we don't always, I don't always take comments on old school, but I'm curious what your guys' experiences are. So you could write on our member section on YouTube Super Chat or on Twitch. So who's the happiest person you know? That's a great question. Huh. Well, I can rule out my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, that was unnaturally funny. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was that was it was definitely an lil, which is a literal LOL. Mm. Uh, it might have been a Lamayo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, that's not how it said. I almost said it like Christopher Walken. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think of the happiest person I know. Okay, while you think, I'll tell you. Let me say one thing as an aside before, and then we can come back, double back. But there's something a bit socially awkward almost in our culture associated with showing too much happiness or that you're too happy. It's almost in fashion that they somebody says, "Congratulations on your new place." You know, go yeah, but. You know, it's you know, it's too close to the street, so we hear a lot of this. Or you know, um, uh, people people are. I find they want to diminish a little bit of of their. They don't want to peacock uh, when it comes to happiness. Maybe that's what. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'll go way further. Um, 
I, I talk about it on air from time to time, but only because I want to help people, right? But otherwise, I've spent my whole life hiding my happiness. I'm actually generally a very happy person, but people hate to hear that. That's like, they might hate to hear that more than they hate to hear anything else. Um, <laughs> that's, I'm serious, that's my experience. Like, Well, this is what I say about Las Vegas and gambling, because they're all these gambling stories. People don't want to hear about how you won a lot of money in Las Vegas. They want to hear about how you won a lot of money and then lost it all. That's what they want to hear about. They want to hear about, let me tell you, I was about to win and then such and such happened and I ended up losing it all. And then they want to go, oh, so sorry, man, that's awful. But that's the story they'd rather hear than guess what? My wife and I just made $30,000 in Las Vegas. They don't want to hear that. No, nobody wants to hear that. No, and that but that goes to show you about human nature. Like we, we these this machine is broken, and you can tell the machine is broken when one of the things that we enjoy the most is Schadenfreude, right? right. Like, like oh, somebody else suffered. Yes, <laughs> I'm finally happy. That's like literally what Schadenfreude is, right? And uh, and it's all by the way, it's across all cultures. Uh, Turks and a lot of other Middle Eastern cultures have the evil eye. Why the evil eye? Because to ward off bad spirits. And what that what they mean by that is like, like, and you'll see Turkish people do it. You'll see a lot of cultures do it, um, uh, where it's like, oh, our son got in a harbor. Allah, the evil eye. Okay, like, oh, <laughs> hate him, right? Oh my God, you, what have you done? <laughs> and so, um, and then that's my favorite. Um, Joke uh, about Russians. I don't know that you can tell any ethnic joke anymore, but uh, since I'm already part of Russia Gate, let's just spit it out. Um, so uh, God comes to a Russian and says, uh, You can get anything you want. And he's like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Okay, he's like, But one, God says, One condition, whatever you get, your neighbor gets twice as much. And then he thinks about it for a while, and then he goes, Okay, fine, blind me in one of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I say it's a yeah. joke because that's how I first heard it. But you could probably apply that to almost any culture. Right? That's true. That yeah. that works. It works. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's this machine. That's this machine. Okay. And it's that's not good programming. It just isn't like. And so part well, of that it, comes out of competition. That comes out of competition. Yeah. Probably. That's yeah. right. And humans are partly um, uh, competitive and partly cooperative. And people keep thinking in binary terms. Wait, are we competitive or are we cooperative? No, of course it's both, of course it's both, right? And the question is, what's the percentage, right? So I'm gonna come back to the happiest person, but there's a good opportunity to read some comments here. Crazy Hawaiian wrote in the member section, aloha fam. Hope everyone is well tonight, love and old school, woo. Crazy Hawaiian, no matter which state you happen to actually be in right now, we appreciate it. And as always, you continue to be the best. Um, Tuffy writes, and look at this positivity. This is why we love our members. Cenk, I absolutely love that you're such a happy person. Shine and smile away. Well, Tuffy, I mean this genuinely. Thank you for giving me permission. Because you don't often get permission in society to be happy. So I appreciate it. Nicolette Herades wrote in on Super Chat, I think you are, Jenk. Uh, I don't know how you do it. Meaning, I think she means, uh, I think happy. you are happy. 
Yeah. yeah, well, that's partly why I bring it up, and that's what what I'm gonna what I'm getting to in a second. By the way, this later, once we get to the upside of humanity, takes a really weird dark turn. So buckle yeah. up for that. <laughs> Just when you think it's getting good, it'll get bad again. But hold, we're not there yet. Um, and. Uh, so Juan Pablo Corsi just became a new member at Essentials level. Well, Juan, welcome. You're now part of TYT. Um, um, Masha, Masha E uh, makes a good downer point. Uh, it is a downer, but it is true. Uh, they write in, hi, Jenk, you sound like you assume your audience has equal access to basic survival resources. Please remember people's experiences vary widely. That is absolutely true. And I try to bring that point up every time I talk about this. I think I partly brought it up earlier, but thank you for reinforcing it. Because I remember when I made close to nothing for many, many, many years. And if some, I don't know, let's put it this way, if some asked <laughs> came in and told me, Oh, Jeg, you could just be really happy. Don't worry about it. I was like, dude, give me something other than hot pockets for twelve days in a row, and I can get a little happier, right? <laughs> if I'm not sleeping on the floor of my best friend's house because I can't pay rent, I'd be a little happier, okay? So I hear you. You're right, and and everybody keep that in mind. And by the way, reach out to someone who has less and and try to help them, okay? Um, so. Mary Animal on Twitch says, I would pay money to hear Mark Thompson read me to sleep, LOL. I, I'm going to stop this because it's it's, it's gonna start getting awkward soon. Well, again, <laughs> uh, my uh, wildly uh, popular series, Super Heist, you can hear my voice on CNBC. It's on opposite old school. I'm only doing old school because I feel a sense of loyalty to TYT since I was here uh, since the primordial ooze, not a little past the primordial ooze, but you know, pretty close to the primordial ooze. Yeah. And so I feel yeah. a loyalty, but I uh, will tell you that Super Heists is on CNBC, and I'd like to encourage uh, those who enjoy my narration to uh, to tune it in. It's uh, Mondays at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern time, and there'll be. I think it reruns. Of, here's good news for you, Jake. It reruns. I think at like 1 a.m. or something, so you can stay up late maybe and watch it tonight. Okay, I do like that news. I, I will DVR it though, because I do want you to stay gainfully employed. Uh, yes, we, we care about Mark Thompson's welfare here. We'd like him to be one of the happiest people we know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna read just two more for now, okay? Uh, oh my God, we only have five minutes. Okay, Metal Kitty Mom says, the happiest person I know is my dad. He finds joy in everything he does. See, that's what I'm talking about, people like that. I love that, I love your dad. Tell him I say hi and I love him, okay? A uh, fat guy named uh, Tiny says, that's going on the quote board, quote, who's the happiest person you know? Well, I can rule out my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's funny and true, the double play, yeah. <laughs> Uh, look at Metal Kitty Mom just gave me a thousand bits. You're awesome. All right, so uh, Mark, happiest person you know? What do you think? Uh, well, you know, you make a really interesting. Uh, it. I, I hate to grab somebody else's suggestion, but I think it may be really true. And it's interesting because I'm full of angst, but my dad is who has just turned 91, believe it or not, last week. Uh, he doesn't show any signs of um, any of the angst that uh, like for example on my mother's side growing up there was or that I have or 
you know, that dread, a sense of dread or worry. My father doesn't have that, at least not hourly. You know, that's a real, um, it's a gift. I, I don't, I don't know if I'd call it happiness. It's not like kick his, you know, feet up in the air and scream happiness. But it is, he seems more than just content. He seems appreciative and appreciative is the wrong word, but you know, like just um, like there's no sense of a of a downer. You know, he's just um, uh, he's extraordinary that way. I think, yeah. But yes. uh, but but Jake, I can't think of somebody who is just like, oh my gosh, good morning, isn't it a great day? Let's go out and attack it. I, I, those people don't exist in my life, to my knowledge, anyway. <laughs> but those people are kind of annoying. Let's be honest. Like, oh, they're the morning show people. That's why I can't watch morning <laughs> television. It's absolute insanity. It's like, good morning, TJ. Hi, Robin. Hi, George. How are you? I'm great. Hey, last night we just went to a Broadway show. Wow, that's so, you know, hey, I hear that show's great. You know, it's uh, it's just too much. It's, you know, uh, anyway. So, yeah, give me some people who are, you know, who are irritated in the morning, who, you know, who, who don't want to go to work. That's what I want to see. People who yeah. share my sense of resentment about whatever the responsibilities there are for the day. So, Mark, I want to congratulate you because um, you got me a generally happy person to want to strangle those morning show people. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey there, okay, say it one more time. Say it one more time. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I'm, I'm all, I got to get to part of the point here before we run out of time for everybody. Oh my God, we're going to. Anyway, Karen Shea in the member section says, the happiest person I know is my four-year-old nonverbal autistic grandson. Oh, that's sweet. It's not just sweet, Karen, I believe that 100% and, and that makes sense to me. In fact, one of the things I was gonna say is, you know, my kids are really happy and toot toot toot, right? But it's partly because we didn't yet teach them to be unhappy, because society partly teaches you to be unhappy. Get stressed about your homework, get stressed about this, get stressed about what the kids at school are gonna tell you and you know judge you and all these different things, right? And then you become unhappier and unhappier as you go. But in when you're first around, you know, and, and I could see why it would be even more true for autistic kids. And, and I'm talking out of school there, I don't know. And I haven't had that lived experience and, and I don't wanna make assumptions, but I could see it because you've removed that just what I call like an operating system in our heads of stress, constant stress, right? And Mark, part of the reason I started all of this, and not that I really knew where I was going with it, but anyway, is that, I think you actually, once you recognize that these unhealthy traits um, don't have to be that way, they just are that way because of how we developed. I actually think that you can almost talk yourself into not being that way anymore. I don't, I'm, I say almost, but only because everybody's different. And so it's, I'm sure it's extraordinarily difficult. And it was extraordinarily difficult for me. But I guess what I'm here to tell you is it's actually possible because I think I did it. Um, and so have you ever heard of anyone else <laughs> deprogramming the stress out of their lives? It happens, it happens, right? That's what I was talking about before, that you can you can undo all those stressors. There's a whole cottage industry of, of those who try 
And, but but it absolutely can be done, it certainly can be reduced. That's a really cool way to finish up this part to, to sort of suggest that you've actually done it. That's I mean, that's really cool, you should be very gratified by that. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the join button below for the bonus episode. It's also another 45 minutes or tyt.com slash join anywhere. Okay, members, we'll see you in a minute.